welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we are we are proud owners of a brand new website. Uh, Piper, it looks pretty amazing. The feedback that I've gotten from fans everywhere, fans around the globe. Uh, it's hard to go anywhere now without people talking about uh, our, our brand new website. Um, tell us about it, Pipe. Tell the listeners what they can find there. Yeah, absolutely. So listeners, if you go to thehappyrant.com, it is our new, freshly launched at the time of this recording website. And it is, so it's it's basically our, a full service site for the podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes there. So that's going to be our new, our new podcast home before it kind of resided on my website. And uh, that was fine. But it, you know, a show like this deserves its own home, yeah. and Josh Byers of Visual Theology fame has made it happen uh, in partnership with us. He's he's kind of a creative genius, and he designed all of our new merchandise. And so there are there's about half a dozen different T-shirt options, ranging from a design with a Happy Rant Access lanyard on it in honor of our very own conference man. Love it. There's a C-list celeb T-shirt because. What could be more on brand? There's a whole bunch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tease them all. But if you just go there and you look at the shop option, they're all there. They're uh, they're really high quality shirts, really nice, and all available for purchase now, just in time for getting yourself a little something for the holidays or getting a gift for all those people who you know they're just so hard to buy for. What do you get the person who who has everything? Well, I promise you, they don't have a "You're So Money Baby" T-shirt, and so you can mm. get that for them. Well said, Pike. and. I mentioned earlier, Josh of Visual Theology. As always, go check out Visual Theology. Visualtheology.church slash happy is where you can check out uh, our discounts through that website, as well as their all their books, their curriculum, their designs uh, for t-shirts, posters, etc. It's a great resource for families, for youth pastors, college pastors, school teachers, etc. So again, visualtheology.church slash happy. Check them out. Um, Josh, who runs that, is the guy who built our site, and uh, we're really excited to be partnering with him going forward. Dude, great Josh, too. Is he the best Josh in your life? Because far and away, he is in mine. Uh, trying to Stand-up guy. I mean, I'm not trying to think of, like, are there better Joshes, because right. that would be mean to him. It's just, it's hard. I can't think of anybody who just yeah. surpasses him. Besides, I'm not like related Josh to McDowell any Joshes. I love something. them more. Yeah, I mean, he's... Josh McDowell, yeah. I mean, besides Josh McDowell, our Josh is, like, just <laughs> leagues... Leagues above, <laughs> dude. If you get, is he in your life? Would you would you consider Josh McDowell as very much in your life? <laughs> he was in my life actually for one weekend, which sounds weird, but uh, my this is this is a little bit of a story. My in laws go to this. That sounds scandalous. Well, a weekend with Josh McDowell, dude. No, it's just a weird like Christian culture and like Michigan culture thing where there's this kind of like uh, ritzy but but also down homey. Uh, resort resortish kind of thing on Lake Michigan, and my in laws were in this deal where they they would get a condo there for a couple weeks every summer, and like because they're Midwesterners and because it's West Michigan and everything's kind of like kind of Christian over there, like you get this condo, but then you have the option to go and like hear you know some eighty five year old formerly famous like Christian speaker. And uh, it was Josh McDowell. Oh, man, I can't wait to be 85 and getting that gig. That mm. sounds amazing. Oh, dude, absolutely. But McDowell, like... Of course, I'm a C-list celeb, so I don't know that I'll make it. Dude, yeah, plenty of celeb. time, Pipe. Plenty of time. C-list celeb is my favorite. It's my favorite shirt on, on the new site, man. I really uh, enjoy that one. But uh, 
But McDowell, like my one memory of him was like all these doddering old ladies like fawning all over him, but him wearing these like garish shirts. He would wear like these these shiny like Spider-Man shirts and uh, like he was just dialing it up, man, and just like really going for it. What do you and, mean Spider-Man shirts? Uh, well, dude, like I, it's yeah, it's hard to describe. It's like the kind of button down like shiny shirt oh like those a, extra oh, those extra shiny ones i never know yes, what those, those are extra shiny ones like like you would get yeah, it at the mall polyester like, hot topic yeah you know what i mean right like um, he's almost like it's almost like he's trying to be this like post goth like poster child but like that's dude, not right. what he's trying to do he was he's definitely just... trying to be something and not getting there but he was just also being josh mcdowell which was really strange it was a weird confluence of like persona things uh I mean, if he was being fawned over by ladies of, you know, his age bracket, then maybe he was getting precisely what he was looking like. You know what it is? Boys, it's a silk shirt. It just dawned on me. That's what that is. Oh, there you go. Sure, baby. We were overthinking it. Well, we're just like, when's the last time I wore a silk shirt? That would be never. So I don't, I'm not familiar with the sensation. Um, Yeah. No, it was remarkable. It It, it was really remarkable, too, the psychology behind. It's very like West Michigan to have to like earn your vacation by like listening to talks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can go to the beach later and like and and lay out and like read a fun novel. But first don't get me started on that. Don't get me. Yeah, started. Yeah. You know what the you know what the flip side of that is that? is the number of times. So my dad has earned vacations by doing the speaking. Mm-hmm. So it's it. I mean, yep. so bad. Turn about as fair play kind of so thing. Baptist. Where, so like when I was in when I was in maybe my freshman or sophomore year in high school, maybe eighth grade, something like that. We got to stay at a house in Pensacola, Florida for a couple of weeks because it was the pastor's house, but the pastor was away on vacation. I don't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. speaking somewhere else. So my dad preached at the church a couple times so that we could have a a house in Pensacola with access to the beach. And by access, I mean like 20-minute drive because it was <laughs> the other side of Pensacola. Exactly. And uh, while we were there, a hurricane came and a tree fell in the house and all that. Oh, but great. So and, and then he would do he would do the same thing at the Cove, so Billy Graham's retreat center. So he would go in and speak, and then they, my, you know he and my mom would get like a week at one of their I don't know what they call them. They call them like chalets or something. Yeah, that's like, like that. prestigious um, type speaking at the Cove. yeah. That is so, prestigious for sure. Okay, well, I did that one. I, I don't know. I hear retreat center, and prestigious is not the word that comes to mind. No, so no, I feel that. Um, yeah. So you, some people earn their vacation by listening. Others earn their vacation by speaking, yeah. and. You know, it's it, it's it's a whole economy in and of itself. But is, we're all uh, earning is, it. Is McDowell the the? Gosh, I always confuse him with. He's the focus on the family guy, right? Uh, I think no. He's no. the evidence that demands a verdict guy. What? Oh. Well, who's the focus on the family guy? Dob. Well, McDowell might be associated with him now, but he was evidence that demands a verdict, and then all of that was his. I've never even heard of evidence that what you just said. <laughs> it's an apologetics book. I think he was a journalist or something, and who came to Christ by trying to disprove Christ. No, hold on, and hold on. I'm t- what? Who's the focus on the Family Guy? Because he would be known as that guy, not that. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, you talking about like the the original guy? I don't know who's like who's like when like in the eighties when my parents were reading Focus on the Family on it. magazine every every week. Focus on the family. I'm typing loudly for the sake of our Is listeners. Is it Josh McDowell for the sake of Jared C who gets angry about loud James people. Dobson? Oh, sorry. So I always get probably cuz both their names start with a J. I always get him and Dobson. And they're men of a certain age, you know, old white guys all look the same. Josh McDowell Easy. and James Dobson. 
<laughs> I don't have a better Josh or James in my life. Yeah, they're 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 high end, dude. They're top level, man. Yeah, James yeah. Dobson, Josh McDowell, James McDonald, Jimmy Carter. So many silk yeah, shirts. Just literally silk yep, shirts. All the same. Silk heaven. shirts unbuttoned down to the navel. Dude, we got to yep. get a silk shirt on our website. Maybe McDowell would buy it. <laughs> well, maybe just have a t-shirt that says silk shirt. <laughs> dude, I love that, actually. That's really funny. We could do. I mean, we could we could get Josh to to do one of the ones that like it, you know, like the tuxedo shirts where the the design of the silk shirt is actually over a t shirt and it shows kind of like a paunchy Dude, hairy yes. chest. I like that in the middle. That kind of I thing. Think Josh would be thrilled. Or we could get yeah, contribute his body. He'd be so that. excited when we asked. Dude, that same uh, be, motif, be Piper, pumped. but with like a bow tie and a uh, like a regimental bow tie and a blue blazer. If we want to go all like SBC on the whole thing. Mm. Oh, that bow ties. That could be a nice. It is as we are recording. ETS is going on, and uh, they. It's finally tipped to the point where the attendees of ETS make fun of themselves for wearing blue blazers and khakis. I think we started that trend pipe. I'm just going to take some. I know. I'm a little offended because I'm like, no, that was our joke like seven years ago, and you guys don't get to steal our joke and be self-deprecating. That's not (laughs) how academia works. Why aren't we we at ETS with a booth? Selling our merch right now is what I want to know. Doing have, a live show. Have you ever been to ETS? No, I'm just saying like it would be rich for us to be there and do a little live at ETS. Let's think about that for next year. Hey, what's ETS stand uh, for? Tough, tough crowd. Yeah, what is it? The Evangelical Theological Society? Is that what it is? Yes. Gosh, that, that sounds like a fun group of people. I only know that because I used to hang out with James Dobson. It is so it's a place where academics and aspiring academics go and hang out and read papers to one another. I only so know that because give... I'm friends with Matt Emerson and Luke Stamps. I don't know who those people yes. are. I don't either. Well, exactly. Um that well that's the thing, is like people at ETS know who they are. It's I mean, it's it's uh it's like Comic Con for theology. It's just like people <laughs> go in their academic costumes and nerd out about stuff that only people in that circle care. And by about. costumes, we mean costume, which is blue blazer, the one and costume. And, yeah, there's and there's just the one. It was. I'm pretty sure ETS was what inspired our our original plan for ill fit khakis Ooh, several years I like ago. I like because it. like you know, in recent days there have been you know people start to wear khaki pants that actually fit. Mm. Yeah, like kind Those of hipster khakis, more, like skinny khakis. As a, I don't like that. Yeah, as opposed to like. Yeah, the pleated khakis that like pile on the shoes like that's ETS still rocks those yeah, totally strong like everybody looks like they're wearing a pair of like Bozo the Clown pants pants because they're like four sizes. yeah do khakis should pants khakis should pile on the on the shoe I'm a firm believer in that do you have um, khakis that pile on the shoe big T baby I don't I I hate khakis actually I really really hate khakis and I I kind of always have like even in the 90s when like a certain kind of broy dude would wear like khakis and a t-shirt like in 1996 oh, yeah, and they had like that and and they had like the the hammer loop on them they're yeah. like the carpenter khakis yeah exactly yeah. it i i never enjoyed the khaki experience you know what's crazy is um i bought like a couple of years ago man i found a pair of super skinny hipstery like comfortable cozy khakis like at h&m okay. so were i were they I took nice those, i mean they weren't like nice nice you know but they mm-hmm. but they were like well i could wear these I could just be comfortable in these, sure. and then so, but it would make me look a little more dressed up in some spaces, right? I thought yeah. that, so I brought, yeah. <laughs> I brought those things home, and dude, and they were cozy, man. I mean, these mm. things, like I could have worn these things to bed; they were that cozy. Oh, so I put them on a couple of times, and I noticed that that Big M kept <laughs> looking at me kind of funny, and oh. um, at one point she just looked at me and she goes, "You know, I really don't like those." 
at all. Oh, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> Thank God for straight shooters. And, she, and yeah. I go, I go, what's the deal? I go, you don't like the way they fit? And she goes, it's just, I hate khakis. I hate the color of them. Yeah. I just hate yeah. what they represent. She got all philosophical on me, all Enneagram 5. And sure. I just went, all right, the khakis are going. I mean, I was trying. I was trying. What what were you wearing them with? Like just t-shirts, like flannels? What what was the Yeah, was I the mean, whole pipe, look? that was it, man. I was wearing like a t-shirt with a flannel over it or just like one of my classic, you know, Ronnie Martin jackets with a pair of chucks. It was cash, but but they were just so much more comfortable than jeans. And it kind of yeah. upped the outfit a little bit. It didn't make it look it, it didn't yeah. make it look so jeans, you know, and every once in a while I try to break out of that for like an hour and a half and it doesn't work for me. And so that was just one of my or, one or of my, for your wife apparently. One of my failed attempts and Big M was like, "Yeah, I don't think we're going to do that." And I said, "All right." And then I proceeded to wear them for about another 2 years until she like threw them away. So Oh yeah, I I have for the last I'd say 15 years always had at least one pair of khakis. In the rotation. And by rotation, I mean somewhere between once a month and, you know, once a Pipe, quarter. I feel like you're in more of those circles. Like, son of JP, I, I feel like you you have to own, like, the requisite pair of, oh, of khakis. Right, but these, are, these, but these are not the ETS khakis. These are more like what you described, that they just you, – you just swap them in for jeans with the flannel shirt, yeah. with the, you know, whatever. And they're comfortable, and huh, just, man? Aren't they cozy? Yeah. Oh, they're so much more comfortable than jeans. And uh, – and yeah, you just sort of like it, it, what it does is it puts you in the position where you like, you look more like a grown up, which mm. for me is a big thing because people still think I'm 27 years old. So that's a good just problem sort of, to have though, pipe. It is. A yeah. Great I mean, at this have. point it's aging gracefully. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm breathing down the neck of 40. So <laughs> looking 27 is not terrible. However, when you have the title of pastor, it's nice to be given the requisite respect, and in certain crowds, khakis pull that it's off. The only vocation where being old is helpful. I, I've always said that. Mm. It's crazy. That's huge, yeah. well, dude. Kind of yours too, though, T. Right? I mean, that doesn't hurt eh. to be a little aged. It right? doesn't hurt, dude. It doesn't hurt, but it changes the nature of like how you do it. Because you're interacting with youth. It ne- like the youth yeah. never change. They never the age. Youths. You just no, keep aging. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you, every year you get. Every year you're reminded that some face. people don't get older, but you do. Yeah, well, that's true. And and you got to be kind of like forever tinkering with your persona as a as a result of it, you know. So the the changes are subtle, but um but it happens, you know, it's part of part of the job. Okay. Okay, speaking of persona and professors Ted, yeah, go. um I was uh, I was hanging out with some friends mm-hmm. on uh one evening recently from church and one of them is really good friends with your nemesis. Dude, Dude which nem? The 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 sidecar motorcycle nemesis. Oh, sidecar Willie. Yeah, added yeah, yeah. Some. Who we're and we're like really good buds now. Actually, they're co- right. they're coming for dinner so, on Wednesday. But uh, this so wow. this this uh, this this couple I think went to school with him or maybe his wife or something. Uh-huh. And I guess he'd been on the mission field and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So they're like, he's a great guy. And I'm like, oh, Ted knows he's a great guy. Yeah. Ted, I said, there's a, there's a narrative arc to this, Absolutely. which is. Ted resents him and is jealous. Right. Ted overcomes his jealousy and decides to, you know, bite the bullet and have coffee. And then Nemesis becomes friend, and it's it's all very redemptive in the end. Absolutely. But I just thought it was funny that, that they came to me and was like, hey, we heard on the podcast about this Nemesis. We know that guy. And I was like, oh, oh great. this became very human very fast. Oh, it, I'm, I'm a bit uncomfortable. It became human so fast. And, like, actually being a great guy makes you more of a candidate to be a Nemesis to be honest, because I'm not a great guy, right? Like, I know I'm a terrible guy. And when I'm confronted with an actual great guy, I'm like, son of a gun. And, like, when the guy is also, like, 
like he's young and he's got a great jawline and like smooth porcelain skin. I'm just like, I can't do it, you know, enough. I, I need to find a weakness, you know? Yeah, you, there has to be something you could scoff at instead exactly. of being jealous of. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. But uh, but no, he's great. He's a he's a nice guy. So, but see, um, but I know he's yeah. great. <laughs> but no, he's great. That should be a T-shirt. Which is great because it means but Ted, no. like you and I, will never be anybody's nemesis because we're just not great guys. Like right. somebody can always look at us and be like, "Well, he's kind of a jerk." Yeah, that guy's an a hole. They no longer feel right. But yeah, there's no longer a nemesis thing going on. Exactly. No, I know. Ronnie, you're you're at risk because you're nicer. Mm. I just, I just, I just really want people to like me. I think that's the difference. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know that's that's a thing too. But um, boys, I think we're I think we're bearing the lead here in that we've we've got breaking news on the program. Uh, our very own Barnabas Piper has entered the the exciting fast paced world of Downton Abbey, and mm. uh, baby Downton Abbey is something that you and I have been enjoying for a long time. We've probably enjoyed multiple viewings of Downton Abbey. Piper is oh. making his first foray into it. So I just have some questions. I want to, you know, uh, Ronnie and I will kind of interview you on this pipe if you're comfortable. Okay. Um, yes, please. Uh, I mean, it's so I just for context, I'm one episode in I've, you know, mm. there's we there's very little time in our home for binge watching. Yeah. Although that you know this this is a candidate for binge watching that there's there's a little tease but uh so i'm not far enough in to be able to discuss like major plot lines and things like that this is yeah. first impressions let's well let's let's go there then let's talk about overall aesthetics of the show is it a is it a world that you enjoy inhabiting for an hour um yes it's uh you know i i knew enough about it through uh, through my wife's appreciation of it, and then especially through you. I mean, you guys don't even appreciate it. You adore this show. So yeah, true. the adoration that you guys have had, which I don't think set me up for success in one sense because the bar was set very high, but I at least had a sense of what I was getting mm -hmm. into. I will say the first three to five minutes of the episode almost did me in because it mm -hmm. felt very tropey. Oh. You know, because it, start, it starts with like this like – they wake up and kind of like fly through what I forget the name of the castle. It has a name, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's sort of like the it, it, it has a little bit of like a walk and talk, but like with soft classical music. And it mm -hmm. just it felt like, oh, like they're they're overselling this thing. They're not letting me discover this world. They're like, look at these hallways <laughs> and this grand ballroom and maids here and quick talking there. And I was like, I don't know if I could take this. Yeah, but it settled down really fast, and and uh, and it redeemed itself. Mm. Baby, what what Downton Abbey character does Piper most remind you of? In his kind of he like he wants to control it. You know what I mean? He wants to control the experience. Yeah, I mean that's man. Like, let me think that about be? that. That's uh, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking of the early cast. Obviously, yep. Pipe has only watched Ep One, um, so I'm trying to think of who he would most be associated with i'm thinking of downstairs and upstairs like who do you think downstairs yeah. t dude downstairs i think gosh i mean i want to say i want to say thomas but here you know i, I no. man, that's kind of an insult and i don't want to No, i don't think it's five. thomas that's not kind of an insult that guy's a d-bag yeah he is he he but he's a great like character a, he's a great yeah he's character. a great character and like his his sure his arc is really interesting throughout the whole lifetime of the yeah, show. Yeah, that like you'll you'll see it evolve pipe if you get far enough into it, but yeah. 
Dude, I'm going to say early career Mrs. Hughes. Um, and here's why, baby. Which one's Mrs. Hughes? Is she the one who's like in charge of all she's the She's in charge, charge of, of all the women downstairs. Of the staff. The staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, she's stern. Um, she's task oriented, but she's got a really good heart. Like she, she knows what she wants. She knows how things need to be done. But like when it's time to actually kind of enter into real life with people and be compassionate, like she's, she's there for it. Although you wouldn't necessarily know it right away. She's not like us, baby, where we're all like cloying and needy and we, we have to get people to like us. She's not like that at all. Um, and, and Piper's not like that. So yeah, I, I think I'm that's going I think Mrs. That's apt, man. I think that's yeah. apt. Yeah. Mi- she, yeah. She made a strong first impression. I feel complimented by this. Comparison. You should. Mrs. Hughes Dude, is she's like awesome. maybe one of my top three characters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She's high quality all day long. Yeah. Um, I you know actually, what's funny about that, T? She, um, real yeah. quick, I mean, she never, like, this is not giving anything away to Pipe either, but like, yeah. like that, like that persona, she carries that persona through all, through all like seven, six seasons or whatever. She does. Yeah, yeah, she does. And I think I think with her, and you know what? No, I'm not going to say this. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. Because there's some really nice things that, that happen with that character. As, yeah, her character develops too, but like her integrity yeah. remains yeah. intact all the yeah. way through. Yeah. She's easy to like, kind of like. And uh, and and fall in love with as a as a viewer, you but really then like she, her. But then she also like everyone. But like you just said, T, like mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't let her guard down often. So occasionally yeah. she does, and she she kind of surprises you. Yeah, no, that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, yeah, you get to see glimpses of of what's going on, and you get some backstory as the show. Yeah, unfolds. yeah, yeah. Um, so Piper, I know you're you're so incredibly early into the experience, but. Is there a character that you feel like you relate to the most? Um, again, going upstairs, downstairs with it. Uh, yeah, I think it's too early. It, it It is a show that gives very strong first impressions of characters. Like I know that there's, you know, it, it it's very clear that they're going to build these character arcs out. But like they, they tell you right up front what you're supposed to think about these characters right now. Yeah. Which, which I thought was great. Like, in in the first fifteen seconds of Thomas being on screen, I was like, "Oh, I don't like this guy." Yeah, yeah. Like his his face gives away that he's right. he's a tool. He's right. the nemesis. Um, yeah. The uh, I I'm terrible with character names. Also, have only watched one episode once. Who's the Who's like the butler, the head Carson. guy? Oh, Carson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Carson, you know right away. Like it's it, you like him, but there's also yeah. there's also like a yeah. He's gonna keep his personal. Distance. He doesn't suffer yeah. fools. Right. No, he doesn't. Um, really strong first impression of is it Lord? Is it Grantham? Lord Grantham. Yeah, yeah Lord Grantham, the, the head the of the household, huge fan, and his wife. That both of them give strong first impressions, just in terms of like, yeah, they seem decidedly human for being filthy yeah. rich and in charge of big staff. Baby, um, where where are you at? Yeah, hang on one second, pipe. I have a I have a question for Ronald vis a vis Mrs. Grantham. Where are you at on Grantham's wife, baby? That's the one character I just couldn't. Elizabeth I couldn't McGovern. get there with her. Uh, yeah, like I, I didn't like her. I didn't like the character. It didn't do anything for me. You know, I actually understand what you're saying, and I feel like she's a. Um, I feel like she holds the tension of that house together. So if if when I when I kind of switched my view on her in terms of seeing her as always being caught between a rock and a hard place between um the the Dowager Countess and Lord right. Grantham and she's right. walking that she's walking that tightrope 
Like the and whole. She's time. American, so she was a little bit of an outsider. And she's a anyway. total outlier because yeah. she's American. And it took me half the episode to realize she didn't just suck at doing a British accent. Yeah, yeah, she's American, and like, they, yeah, they don't give away like her background. You just hear her talk, and you're like, that's terrible. Yeah. That's like, that's like when Kevin Costner did Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> couple bad. Like this is, and then and then they're like, that's oh no, she, she's actually from an American house. But I understand what you're saying, T. Like I like her character is like she has moments where her character is really. I think it's really um, intriguing, um, but she yeah. she she's like a main character, but she's always kind of in the background of everything. But I, I feel like she's a glue yeah. character. She really is kind of a yeah. glue. Like like you cannot imagine it without her. Whether you like her, I mean, like that yeah. that show doesn't well, exist without her. You know, and you're not really building an episode around her. And when they do, they they end up being like third tier eps. Like there's kind of three tiers of Downton Abbey eps. There's right. the ones that just rip from start to finish, and they're incredible. And then there's the the ones in the middle. They're like a five or a six. And then there's the bottom tier, which I would put the Downton Abbey movie as like a third tier app, um, where you're just like, that was cool. That was that was a nice hour. I enjoyed being in the house. I enjoyed kind of strolling around the grounds with these people, but it didn't do anything for me. Yep. And I feel like her apps are always kind of the third tier apps um, to me. But. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, I, I have no, I have no argument with there. I her her character is in some ways it's endearing because I feel like more than a lot of people, like she has to put up with a like in other words, like the pressure that's being placed on her constantly is what a lot of yeah. the other characters don't experience, and she she handles it with with a lot of grace because I mean, dude, yeah. she is. I mean, dude, she is straddling all these different worlds to me. Yeah, no, that's know? right. That's right. Yeah, her and Lord Grantham, they really they they share that, you know, and they they deal with stress together pretty well. Um, I mean, with some notable exceptions, obviously. But uh, yeah. but yeah, fascinating. Piper, do you have do you have a favorite daughter? So when you think about Mary, Sib, or Edith, like who's your who's you your know they don't daughter? none of them none of them make real. No character depth in the first episode, so yeah. no nothing to go on yet. So I'm reserving all judgment. There's one of them who's clearly more annoying than the others at this point, um, yeah. but but even that is like uh, she's just picking at her sister. So maybe I'm just annoyed because that's what my kids do, and I'm like she needs to <laughs> shut up right now. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, no no judgments on them yet. It, it's more of a like I feel like each of them there's they're kind of a blank slate right now. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, and that'll, that'll get fleshed out as you, as you move throughout the, the experience. Um, baby, anything? I think the, I think the, the weirdest thing about the first episode was that, so I'm again, not great with all these actors names, but so the suitor or the, the one who they thought was a suitor for, is it Mary, the oldest Mm -hmm. daughter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, who showed up is the same guy who plays Daredevil in the Netflix series. So that's the only thing I remember seeing him in. And he's a blind guy in that, obviously. Yeah. And so, again, the entire time he was on screen, I kept being thrown off by the fact that he he was he was interacting with people as a seeing person as opposed to mm. blind Daredevil. <laughs> so it was a bit distracting. That's funny, man. That's really funny. Baby, I don't remember uh, who the suitor was on F1. Am I? What am I forgetting? I actually don't remember either. I was I was hoping you would remember. Uh, so it. He's he was like a what was he? You know they're trying they're trying to figure out who who everything falls right, to yeah, yeah. with the death of the heirs and so this guy's a potential to you know if he was to marry yeah. baby uh, Mary but that sec- then, he doesn't come until he, the second episode pipe did you watch the second app 
Baby, would that no, be like? There's one. Would that be evil in there's Napier? There's one in the first step. Maybe maybe I watched two episodes. We're talking about Matt. Sure we're talking about Matthew, right? The blonde dude. Mm. Is he blonde? I don't think he's blonde. No. Who who are we missing? T. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking like. Well, it was it was it was almost a quick plot point because yeah. he came in and then he so then Lord Grantham had to make the decision of, um. What was it? How are they handling his wife's money? Is he going to try to separate that? Right. Any of that stuff? And then when the suitor found out that that wasn't the case and he couldn't just get the money, right? He dipped out and just bailed. Oh, was he kind of the, was he kind of the snaky guy that kind of came in acting yes. like he was? Oh, yep. okay, yep. yeah, that was such a minor point. Yeah, he was just trying to act like he was trying to show some compassion to the family for everything that happened. When in reality, right. he was really after the money. And when he found right when he found he out, just it wasn't. hunting the money. Yeah, yeah, that guy. I forget his name, but yeah, gosh, that was. Yeah, that was yeah. part of the whole. That was that was one of the first like big scandals. Yeah, that's all pre Matthew. So, um, yeah, yeah. So at, and then at the risk of spoiling a plot line, mm-hmm. uh, the guy with the cane is that Bates? Yes. Yeah, Bates, dude. I'm a huge does, Bates. Does guy. he have a good? Does he have a good character uh, arc? Because Bates I got a really. Yeah. I, I liked him right out of the gate. Dude, so I was like, okay, yeah, you, promising character. You'll love him. He goes through. I'll say this. He goes through a lot of ups and downs. Like there's a lot of like lot peaks of and valleys downs. with yeah. Bates, but. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna like him, and they they do they do nice things for him and with him. So, um, so yeah, that's one where like I don't know how you are, pipe, but I always like I want to know who I need to guard my heart with. Like, are they gonna kill this guy <laughs> off or whatever? I don't want to get too attached to him, but um, you can get attached to Bates. And Bates uh, is uh yeah that's uh, so okay so pipe there's a this doesn't like this doesn't harm your your viewing pleasure at all, but it's uh. There's there's some there's like two major theories out there for like Downton aficionados, which is either Downton is actually a story about Bates, or mm. uh, in the end, it's actually a story about Edith. So you, you can keep those two yeah. things keep those two things in mind. Okay. And again, if you if you end up getting roped into the series and watching the whole thing, you can you can just kind of form an opinion around you, either of those. But I think both of them are Maybe, strong. Well, I. I, I think I'll see this one through. Like I don't yeah. I don't think this is one that I'm, that I'm going to tap out on. It's it's definitely a slow burn, but it's it's really well done. The like, character and, development is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, yeah. and it's a I mean, as a British show, they don't they don't do anything fast paced. So you just you just kind of settle in for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do need to correct one thing that well, I think I think it's a correction. Either that or my memory just blows. Mm. Ronnie in pre-show texting implied that I have disparaged Downton Abbey at great length mm. and with severity. Mm. Yeah. I think what Pretty you're, accurate. I think what you're hearing is the fact that I sigh deeply and sit in silence for about 15 minutes at a time while you and Ted <laughs> pour your hearts out. Yeah. That's not the same yeah. as an insult. That's more just like, I don't care and I have nothing to contribute. So this is, I'm making progress towards contribution here. I think you are. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think that I was. I don't think that I was overtly disparaging of this thing that you love deep. You know what? I will say this. That's completely false. You were. Uh, you were completely and overtly. <laughs> I will say this. You Everything you just said is false. It's completely false. It's okay, pipe. You're coming around in the end, and that's all that yeah. matters. Listener nerds, would you go find uh, quotes of me being disparaging about Downton Abbey as opposed because to because they've just been etched in me and T's mind now for years. Yeah, hashtag never forget. It's like I insulted your children and you just can't forget it or something.
Actually, yeah, if you've insulted my children, I've 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 forgiven you and forgotten long ago. But yeah, yeah I don't even I, remember. Yeah, say whatever you want about my kid, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, different. insulting. But say God. something about Bates, and I'm coming for your soul. Oh, absolutely, dude, absolutely. But Ronald, how delightful that that pipe now is on board, and we can oh enjoy my gosh this together. I, I mean, I feel like we can do another five, six years of of the rant now together. I mean, I feel like we've well, we've absolutely. opened up new valleys, new new universes. We really have, yeah, yeah, new universes. Now, when we of- do Happy Abbey, dare I say, pipe can be a part of those special apps. <laughs> That's delightful, dude. We'll have to we'll have to talk with our new potential business partner about that, but. That's something I'm teasing, but we're not announcing it yet. Um, but yeah, big. Can I say something about our business partner that I forgot to mention earlier? Yeah, that's go. Super burying the lead. Yeah. Right now on our merch, there is free shipping. Mm. Just everything Huge. is free shipping. So the prices are not, you know, they're not super inexpensive because it's yeah. all custom stuff. Yeah. But you're not paying shipping right now, and that will only be the case for a limited time. So I don't know exactly. You know, limited time allows us to to, to flex on it, but like up through holiday buying season, free right. shipping. Then we're gonna then we're gonna reinstitute shipping. So listeners, if you're considering it and you're like, I don't know, you're not paying an additional three or five or eight dollars right now. Just yeah. buy stuff, and it will and it will show up at your house. And it is expensive, but it's like hipster quality T-shirts. You know, it's yeah. like the really soft fabric. Like you're paying hipster prices, but you're getting a like a really high quality product for it. Yeah, you're getting the whole hipster vibe with it. Like yeah. you're not paying hipster prices and then getting you know like dad t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. something okay. you're gonna want to wear to bed. I mean, one hundred. You know, you're gonna be yeah. all in on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, anything else on Downton Abbs, baby? Anything you'd like to know from Piper other than like we're can, we're just glad he's. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go. From. And I, I realize this. I might just be ripping the lid off of a can of worms here. <laughs> One viewing pointer for me to enhance my enjoyment going forward from you two, yeah. like utter appreciators. We're like your, we're like Enneagram coaches, but for Downton Abbey. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you certified Abbey coaches? We are. Yeah. We've we've taken Where's, some courses, and you know, can I see your certificate, please? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. We're we're hosting a cohort. You know, you can you can meet up with us on Zoom twice a month, Piper, and kind of talk through your your Downton Abbey stuff. Baby, should we start a Downton cohort? <laughs> I think we should start a cohort. I love I love hate the word cohort. I actually hate it. We I all it's do. Dumb. We all. But uh, <laughs> baby, speaking of cohort, no, I just hate hate it. I don't love hate it. I just hate hate it. How's your relationship with Jared C lately? I haven't heard you talk about him nearly enough. Um, are you guys on the rocks? Are you okay? Or what's the, what's the Jared deal? Dude, no, it's pretty good, man. We're uh, we're good. we're we're chatting pretty regularly, um, talking about what twenty two is going to look like for our relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. making some plans yeah, accordingly. You got to do that. Yeah, you got to lay the groundwork there. We're laying a to... lot of groundwork for twenty two. Let me just put it. To do you, you feel like maybe the honeymoon's over though? Like like there was a while where like every other word out of your mouth was Jared C, but but that's kind of I mean, cool. That's, that's probably pushing bit. it, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like any honeymoon. You know, it it, it can't sure. last forever. You know, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. To... As, a, as a great man once said of a great band, nothing lasts forever, you know? That's true. Anyone that's so can true. see, you know? Mm. Yeah, mm. that's right. <laughs> uh, that's so good. So what? one tip for Piper moving forward in the Downton Abbey realm. What do you, what do you have, baby? Oh, man. Um, I, what I would say is look at it. This is how I look at it, Downton. Maybe this will help you. I To me, I look at it like something that allows me to kind of shed the anxiety and stresses of life and bring me into just a just a, another world 
that allows just my heart to kind of settle down and, and settle in for the night. So it's therapeutic for me. I don't know if it'll have that effect yeah. on you, but that's the effect it has on me. Think of it as therapy. Yeah, noted. I, I would say Piper uh, get to know Mrs. Patmore from the kitchen downstairs. Um, I'm a big Mrs. Patmore guy, and I enjoyed her character throughout. She's a she's a minor character, but she was really kind of a you know a, a touchstone like a glue for guy me. of the show. Yeah, a glue guy slash like okay. reminded me of my mom in like some really nice ways. I just I was a big Mrs. Patmore guy. Um, okay. I feel like Patmore's she was quality amazing. hang. Patmore's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Really sweet lady, man. Really sweet, really helpful. Cool, cool lady. We, we're, we're going to need to, like, once Piper gets deeper into this, rank these characters in terms of, like, quality and of And then pang. we can Enneagram type them. Oh, I've already done that, dude. That's a... Well, I haven't, so yeah, that's I get true. to cast my judgments. Absolutely. We just turned into, like, the John Mark Comer podcast. But uh, <laughs> with deeper voices and, and I was gonna say speaking like speaking like we have convictions exactly exactly um, I don't know you guys tell me like we're thirty six minutes deep here do we want to wrap this one and do a Patreon or we want to keep going with the other stuff or where where are we at why don't we land this plane and knock out a Patreon yeah I like it I like it that's what I was thinking boys we've done what we always do on this program in that we've talked a little Josh McDowell and a little Downton Abbey and. Uh, some other stuff too, and it was a nice time. Uh, check out our new website, uh, and it's happyrantpod.com. Is that it, Piper? It is. What is it? You can go to happyrantpodcast.com. Or no, it's it's thehappyrant.com. Thehappyrant.com. There we go. Glad we know also, that, if boys. you just Google Happy Rant, it's going to show up. So like, if you can't remember anything we've said, or if we said it wrong, there's an 80% chance of that. Yeah. Uh, you can just find it. It's there. Yeah, go get some merch. Enjoy some free shipping. Free uh, shipping, yeah. It's a good time. Uh, and this has been a good time, boys. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hello, hello. Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.